from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano Sayas. And my name is Jeff Stormer. This is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where every where- week <laughs> we sample some of our finest sodas. Like right now, I am drinking a Coca Cola. I don't know if you've had it, but I, I personally, I'm going to give it a solid B. A B? Solid B. What does it taste like? Coke? Describe the taste of Coke, please. Vaguely battery acid-ish, but in like a delicious way, and oh. like a fun and in like a fun and vibrant bat. Like remember when you were a kid mm-hmm. and Try you in. had a battery, yep, and you licked it. Oh yeah, and you went ah, it zapped you and it burned your tongue a little bit. But you did, you licked it again. Yeah. You tried it, you tried it a second time. <laughs> Gotta lick everything twice. It's listen. If I have lived, I I if I have achieved my monumental success and fame. Through any one principle. Is my licking something twice? It's, yeah, you gotta, lick, so you gotta lick everything twice. Hey, can I ask you a controversial question? It's not about yes. licking something twice. I feel like that's controversial in itself. I feel like a lot of people have been coming at me about this. And frankly, I, I am finally prepared to speak truth to power and say that you don't need that third lick. So, all right. First of all, the second lick, like, I've read your book. Most of the book is literally, there's about 400 pages just about applying your tongue to something two times. Yes, that is uh, 400 pages of my 11,000 word biography. It's like the Subspace Emissary fanfic. Yep, it just keeps going. Just keeps (laughs) going. Anyway, what was your controversial question? What are the ingredients of Coca-Cola? Oh. It's a secret. uh, That's that's what the answer is. Uh, I mean, it's it's on the can. What? I could just I could read them right now, but I don't think it would be entertaining radio. Let me tell you something. Though while we're talking about soda, I would like to briefly bring something up. Okay, if that's all right. I of course it is. I don't give a fuck. Fanta. <laughs> yeah. I know you're listening. <laughs> I know you are listening. I know. Where are we gonna get that corn Fanta? I know it's out there. I've been following this mystery for 10 years. Okay, slow down, Jeff, because I don't think you've talked about Corn Fanta on this show yet. I don't think we have. I don't think we have. And I think I'm going to keep it that way. I think they know. <laughs> I think they know. I think I think Fanta knows. I think you know what you did. So let's get, where is it? Where is it, Fanta? I'm sorry. I, Jeff, it's Aaron. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. I'm projecting. I'm projecting my my frustration at the Coca-Cola Corporation and the fa- the hashtag Fanta Cornspiracy. Hey, you. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? The show is trash. Google Corn Fanta. Then, if you think it's trash, how about you go fuck yourself? No, no. You need to you need to go on Twitter and search hashtag Fanta Cornspiracy is the actual only way to find this because they've scrubbed all mention of Corn Fanta off the internet. Wait, is that true? There is like two mentions left on a a soda enthusiast's message board that you of course are on. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I I mean I'm the moderator, yes. <laughs> and it, in fact it is about somebody being like, "I saw on Coke's website that Corn Fanta's a thing." And then that person was dragged away like, "No, no." <laughs> yeah, that person then posted another post, "Sorry, I was mistaken. This is me typing now." <laughs> The huge scar on their forehead. <laughs> All right. What is our sh- what is this podcast about? So every week we take a listener submitted prompt via Facebook, Twitter, Discord, allmyfantasychildren.com, and we spin it into an original fantasy character, populating a shared universe called fantasy one story uh, at a time. God damn right. Aaron, do we have a prompt this week? <laughs> we do. Our prompt this week comes from amazing friend of the show, Richard Kreutz Landry, and the prompt is character prompt. Sandy Scrubs, Spaghetti Sorcerer. Okay, sure. <laughs> I immediately have thoughts. Can I? Can I? For listeners at home who might not know too much about a sorcerer, can I? Can I hit them with this D and D description? Yeah, sure, absolutely. All right. So, sorcerer, sorcerers have no use for the spell books and ancient tomes of magic lore that wizards rely on. Nor do they rely on a patron to grant their spells as warlocks do. By learning to harness and channel their own inborn magic they can discover new and staggering ways to unleash their power. So it's a person who has power, like, within them that they bring out, right? 
Yes, but I have a twist on it. I'm so ready. I, I, I've got a, I've got a spin on it that ties into a lot of things that I'm ready to, I'm ready to hit you with. If you're, if you're ready, if you're ready, I'm ready to hit you. I'm ready like Skeddy, baby. I'm ready like Skeddy. Is ready? Is that a phrase? I, it is now. I don't know if it is, but it is now. Y'all, I'm re- I, I saw it in a triple X movie. Yes. Okay. Well, in that case, yeah, a hundred percent. Oh, I meant, I meant the movie with fucking the guy from Fast yeah, the movie with the, the movie with fucking Aaron. We all know what you meant. <laughs> Oh, dear God, what have I done? I meant the movies with Vin Diesel. No. Wait, no. I kind of, wait, hold on. I know that people think that we're a serious podcast now, but wait. Could you imagine there was a XXX movie where someone was like, you ready to do this? And the person responded I'm ready like, with, I'm ready like Skitty, baby. I'm ready like Skitty. And then he hits a, he jumps on a boat, hits a ramp. In the There's an explosion. <laughs> Please tell me your twist. So the twist that I've got for you is this. Why don't we roll some pronouns? Uh, give me a D6 roll. We'll do one, two, he, three, four, she, five, six, they. You got it. All right, one, he. Is this spaghetti sorcerer, Sandy Scrubs? He is a sorcerer. Sorcerers in Dungeons and Dragons lore are descended from dragons. It's oh. A distant, a distant... It is implied that they have distant uh, dragon blood or some sort of magical lineage for in the ancient, ancient past that gives them magical abilities. Okay. I, wanna, I want to throw that out of the window in a literal sense, but keep an element of it that I think, is, that I, I, I think works here, and I'm going to throw some ideas at you. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm fucking ready. Listeners, get ready for a bit of a lore dump. Aaron, taking a trip to Truth. Oh, I like Truth. Truth, formerly known as... Purithra Guild, formerly known as Grasshopper City, site to a gigantic locust called Lemony Locust, who was devouring food and turning people against each other until slain by Madame Mysteria and her magical skunk, Toots. The city then descended into essentially a civil war between those who were loyal to the locust and those who were loyal to Lemony. Hey, what Jeff meant to say was Madame Mysteria. Until Justice Judicator rallied the Knights of Truth. The Knights of Justice? That's right. The Knights of Justice rebranded the city as Truth, and a new city was born, but it was still one that struggled. Aaron, do you remember the identity of the person that helped carry the city along when it was struggling after it had been branded as Truth? Whoosh. Uh, Ravenspire. Maybe? N- no. But I, got, I got you. The city was, was struggling, right? Like, times were tough. Yeah. And just because, just because peace had been found did not mean that suddenly, magically, everything was good. Yes. However, because of the efforts of a beast person named Ward. Oh, yeah. Who was a magical chef. Their magic, they, they, they could create the dish of your dreams. Through this magic, they helped, like, inspire people and push people to care about community, care about charity, care about each other. My pitch to you is this. Sandy Scrubs? Was that, was that his name? Yeah, Sandy Scrubs. Sandy Scrubs is... We can go with a direct descendant of Ward. Mm. Or we can go with a descendant of the magical school of Ward. Mm. He is someone who is trained. He is, I'm going with the idea of sorcerers being based in lineage, but this is a a sorcerer who is based in legacy. Somebody whose parents did this and whose parents' parents did this. And like they they are, they are a, a dynasty child, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm picturing Sandy Scrubs, the spaghetti sorcerer, as someone who has inherited this title, this magic of, like, food and, you know, cooking and the culinary arts, but does not know what he wants to do with it. I like it. I would like it to be part of some kind of legacy. I think that's where I want to go. I like the idea of a legacy character. Yeah, where this is someone who... uh... So you can inherit this magical ability, right? Like you're just literally born with it because it's passed down. Uh, I, 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 or trained. Is this a trained? I think trained. I like trained. I like that it's. I, 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 I like that it is trained off of. Uh, it is a trained skill, right? Like it's an apprenticeship. It is something that you have. You take up, right? Like it is. You are the legacy hero in that sense. Okay, so what you're telling me is that this person is trained in spaghetti magic. 
or food yes. magic or spaghetti food magic yes food magic uh, there is spaghetti sorcerer they're trained in food magic magic mm-hmm. of conjuring dishes you know cooking in general all things involving cooking specifically and yep. the magical benefits of food yep has a is born with a is trained and has a magic power that is they're they're strong yeah like they're really good at yep. it and they don't know what they want to do with it and they don't know what they want to do with it i'm into it I think that's where I want to go with this character. I, I I think that's what what jumps out to me as as interesting about the idea of this character is that we've had food wizards before. Yes. So like, what does it mean to? How does that school? What I, what I'm interested in exploring are this. How does that school change over generations? And how like so? What does it look like when Sandy picks up the the cooking implements? Picks up the knife and fork. I have some pitches for you. I don't know right. if they're good. I don't know if they're bad, but I have some ideas. So Sandy Scrubs is a food sorcerer, right? Yes. They were. Ch- Let's start at the beginning. Let's start in childhood. So they are born to what a family of cooking wizards, or do they go off to train? I like going off to train. Okay. Okay. I have. Okay. I have an idea for you. Then this gives me okay. an idea because this idea of a cooking wizard is kind of it's it's unique. It's very all my fantasy children of like, huh? You know what I mean? Yeah. Imagine you're born with the magic of wherever you're from, you know what I mean? Or it's maybe it's from a town, maybe it's from like a group family type thing. Mm-hmm. You have basic cooking magic, right? Like making yeah. spaghetti, you cook it up, you you know, or whatever, making breakfast, you can do it magically. Yeah. You go to wizard school. Are okay. you, well, like, you know, you go away to train, right? Yeah. Do they train with other cooking people, or is this sort of like a black sheep situation where they go to magic school and they have to decide to keep their craft going or meld it with what we think of as like regular sorcery in a mm. tabletop game? Hmm. I, I, hmm. Because what I, the image of spaghetti sorcerer, the first thing that came to me is someone, you know, when you throw spaghetti against the wall and you see what sticks? Yep. This is sort of someone for me, the, the the image that I get doesn't have to be what we go with, is someone who, with magic, basically is, it's like a randomized sort of magic scenario, where they throw spaghetti okay. at the wall, see what sticks. This can also apply to food, but it was just giving you what I'm thinking. Sure, okay. If you were a cooking wizard, right, and you're hanging around other wizards, are you an outcast, or is this an accepted form of wizardry and sorcery? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm genuinely trying to de- to decide which I like more. I, I kind of like, let's let's rewind further back than yeah. Sandy. Okay. I think it's almost got to be accepted. Totally. Because rewind to the, se- the episode of Ward. Listeners, if you need to pause and go listen to the Ward episode as a refresher, we'll probably be referencing it a lot. Um, They end their story as a knight of justice. Or no, they don't. Yeah, they leave the Knights of they, Justice. They leave. They 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 turn down the thing to go run a store. So I think actually it might not be. Ex- I think it might be. I'm thinking it's like some rogue school of whip of magic because it's like it's not cool. Like it's cool, but it's not like casting a fucking lightning bolt. But it's yeah. very important. So what I think it might be is is not even wizard school. It might be seeking out this person as like you know going to them. Okay, then I have a great page for you. Okay. I have a wonderful pitch for you. It doesn't have to be wonderful. It doesn't have to be kept. But, so, Sandy Scrubs, they're a spaghetti mm-hmm. sorcerer. They are, they are, they have a passion for cooking magic, yes? Yes. This is what they want to pursue as a young boy. Yeah. They want this more than anything. They have a passion for food. They have a passion for cooking and the magical effects that it can provide, both, like, you know, with the joy of cooking, pretty much. Like, people yeah. eating your food, it feels nice and stuff like that, and it you know, nourishes the body. They go away to train as all... So I'm sort of trying to equate this to cooking in IRL, where, like, mm-hmm. you have to go away to train, and you have, like... Basically, do they become wards like sous chef? I kind of like the idea that they become wards sous chef. You know, work, they grind, they grind, and find their own path. I like that. I like that idea a lot, that it's literally... They, they have a talent, right? Like, they have a knack for cooking... And an understanding of magic. Yes. And they want to... Here's the pitch that I'm going to throw you. Okay. Because now things are starting to come together for me. He's got a knack for magic. Yeah. He's got... He, and he's got a knack for cooking. He is somebody that wants to combine the... He, I, I don't think... 
as like a young person, I don't think he wants, he know he innately is like, aha, spaghetti magic. Like he has two skills, right? And he's like, I can't come, like, I can't, I have to find a way to combine these. What, magic and cooking? Yeah. And so I think then he has to, like, he hears legend of this other person. Because, like, the whole idea of Ward was that, like, they went off and did not, like, tell their story. Like, they did not want to be a hero. No. They wanted to run a small restaurant. Yes. So, like, what I'm kind of picturing then, he gets a whisper in his ear of, like, you know, once upon a time there was somebody in, there was a, a somebody in truth that used to imbue cooking with magic and through that, like, helped people. And so then he's got to be, like, finally, like, this things click into place. Okay. So, quick recap. Sandy Scrubs, Spaghetti Sorcerer, not yet. Right now, they are just a young, like, level one mage, you know, with mm-hmm. basic magic ability, right? Yep. Or is this someone who needs a summoning ability, and then you combine it with knowledge of cooking? Hmm. You know what I mean? Is this in, in sort of like a sort of skill tree or like class tree scenario? Is it like summoner becomes culinary wizard? You know what I mean? Hmm. Because yeah. Ward was a knight of was a knight of justice. Yes, knights of justice are imbued with the power of magic, Madame Mysteria, and they mm-hmm. are summoners. Yes. So, is this person like a low level summoner who then has to like basically prestige? I like that. I like that. I I I, I like that idea because I'm trying to nudge it toward the quest, lo- like you know the quest part where it's like they want to train with Ward. Yes. Yes. Because they've heard this legend. What is what is keeping them from doing that? You know, what mm. keeps them from just walking up to the M. Bison, which is the name of the food yeah, part. The M. Bison. M. Bison. And just saying, hey, cook, uh, I want to train with you. Let me become your sous chef. Is it hard to find? Is it Ward doesn't take apprentices? Oh, I love the I I definitely think it's that Ward does not take, a, like, Ward does not take apprentices. Or if they do, it is for sure, like... Yeah, you're going to be a cook. I'm going to teach you how to cook. What did you think was going to happen here? Mm, so they have dreams that it's like, you know, a magic. It's it's basically becomes, they have dreams that it becomes the karate fucking kid. Yeah. When you get there, it's like, all right, chop this onion and julienne the carrot. Yeah. It's like, I'm teaching you to cook. Like, I am a chef. I kind of like the idea that Ward, like, is not even like, go like, you will combine the two. And it's just like. I'm not interested in like raising wizards. Like I left I left the Knights of Justice for that. So what is the quest? Do they become do they train under Ward and become a spaghetti sorcerer? I think so. Okay. So they go to Ward, Ward accepts them and you know, they work under Ward at the Mbison for years, you know, grinding and grinding. Mm-hmm. Until Ward is like, you know, I can't really teach anything else. Like yeah. you know, you're you're super good at cooking. You can basically do what I do. But now what? What is the hmm. what is Sandy Scrubs, who is now a spaghetti sorcerer? We got there. We got to like how, you know, they're a disciple of Ward's cooking magic. What now? Like what do they want? Is there a quest? You know, is there a hmm. quest for justice? Is there a quest to slay a demon? You know, or is it to obtain something? Hmm. I'm I'm looking right now at the the reason I ask these questions is because I'm looking at the starting equipment. And it's okay. this, like, simple adventure shit. You know, um, I'm, it's a, a light crossbow, a component pouch, an arcane focus, Dungeoneer's pack, Explorer pack, two daggers. Whatever. Doesn't matter. But the point that I'm trying to get is, like, what, what do they want now? Do you want to play a game? Is there a table you want to roll on to try to get, like, a quest? Because they mm. are a spaghetti sorcerer. Mm-hmm. I feel like the story getting to Ward was just, like, that's just, like, the light part of their background. Was mm-hmm. like, how the fuck? What is a spaghetti sorcerer? We figured it out. Someone who is a, you know, they're a food wizard. They're a summoner yep. who can imbue food with magic abilities in order to, you know, heal the sick, provide for people, things like that. But now what? Do they not want to just run a restaurant? Do they want to use these abilities to be like, you know, a fucking adventurer, to go on quests? Are they the support character in a party of adventurers? I have a pitch. I'd love to hear it, because I got nothing. So, circling back to the idea of a sorcerer, the idea that this is a, that, that it's a legacy, right? Mm-hmm. What if we're looking at, what if we're, like, thinking about 
Sandy's place in the legacy from the wrong perspective. Okay. What if Sandy's goal is not to become, like, it was not to become a legacy? What if Sandy is not the legacy, but the originator of a legacy? So they start a new school of magic, is what you're saying? Yes. Because, like, think about their perspective for a minute. Think about, like, if you went to someone and you were like, I want to learn, like, this spectacular skill that only you and I, like, really, truly understand. Right? Like, because it's not, and they're just like, and, like, if you went to someone and you were like, I want to learn how to imbue food with magic, and what they said to you in response was, you're just a cook. Oh, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Like, food, ma- like, this is not a thing. You are going to, like, I am only interested in teaching you as a cook. And essentially what they are saying in that is that my magic will die with me. I feel like if I was in that spot, I would probably be a little spiteful, be a, maybe a little bit of a spiteful little shit, and say, hey, I'm going to go teach people how to do this, like, my way. Like, I'm not going to, like, steal your tricks or anything, but, like, I want to share my gifts. Something that I'm, I, I took from that, what you just said was, if, if you wanted to train with someone, right, who's like a cooking god, you know, and they, they have this magical ability that you have an interest in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what you're basically describing, I work at a fucking restaurant. I see it all the time where young cooks come in. And they're like, I think cooking is this art form and blah, blah, blah. And like the chef will be like, that's great. But like, you know, we have to stay open. So we can't always cook like experimental cool dishes that you see on fucking Chopped Mm. or like the final table. You know, sometimes you have to just cook food. So I'm seeing a lot of that here where they come to Ward and they're like, all right, let's get to like really experimenting and seeing how far we can push this. And Ward is like, I have a thing. You know, I travel around the world in my cart. I provide food for people that, like, you know, heals them and makes them feel safe. If you want to do something else than that, this ain't it. You're going to be yeah. a cook. Ward is a, a, a cook, then a summoner. You know, yes. then a, yeah. I think I think Sandy Scrubs wants to be a sorcerer first and a cook second. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So what does that mean? Do they want to use it in, like, an attack magic way? Is this, like, you know, do they want to see how food can be used in adventuring, you know, as a hero? Do they want to be a hero? You know, it's Dungeons and Dragons e-way. I think I think a little bit. The only reason I ask is because just in, ter- in terms of, like, the structure of a story, I'm just trying to figure out what is it that this person's after? You know, they have this passion for spellcasting and food and wanting to train under a legend. And when they got there, it wasn't what they thought it was. You know, right. they, they, they had an amazing time. But at the end of the day, they're like, okay, great, I'm good at cooking. But like the other, what I really want is not there. So what now? Do they go out in search of becoming a better sorcerer? Or how does imbuing food with magic, you know, this ability that they now have, they are now like Ward Jr. Yeah. What can they do with this now to get whatever it is they want? <sighs> That's a real good question. This, this is a hard one. This is a tough one. Um, it's a tough one. I, I I feel like it's got something to do. I don't know what, but I feel like it's got something to do with like with like how you described spaghetti magic. <laughs> Let's take a moment and acknowledge what we're at, like what we're like real heatedly like intensely talking about. I know. And I feel like we're right on the cusp of something. I just, I feel like once we get there, it'll really ignite this episode. I just don't know what it is yet. But spaghetti magic. Spaghetti magic. So using food, like spaghetti what? Like entangling someone in fucking noodles? how you described it originally, and I think I like this idea a lot. The idea of throwing spaghetti at the wall, interpreting the shape that it makes. I really, I really am into the idea that scrub that sandy scrubs his magic is somehow tied to seeing of the future and of like predictions of things okay okay i have an idea so basically the interpretation of food yes okay so can i break that down into a nerdy way then yes so what that would mean is in essentially food magic then would be understanding a food is what it's a dish if any food 
is a combination of material components to get a result. Food itself yeah. is a magic. It's a ma- yep. You're creating a dish. And if you create a loaf of bread and add some magic in, boom, magic bread. But it is the understanding of material components and the, you know, arranging, arranging magical components and material components in a way. So they have sort of like, sort of like a way of seeing things. I'm trying to think how to phrase it, where you see the forest for the trees in mm-hmm. everything. Like yeah, you understand like the material components of like anything. You know, they, they know what go, they know the sum of the parts, if that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of breaking things down into smaller pieces that could technically apply to anything mm-hmm. where you kind of see the matrix. You know what I mean? Like you see the, the O's, the zeros and ones of magic. Yeah. And that could potentially lead to, like you said, like seeing the future for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Sandy Scrub Spaghetti Sorcerer could technically like look into any piece of magical ability or magical effect and understand the material components that go into it like the deeper the smaller bits and pieces that make up that thing right yeah yeah i i I, that's fascinating and i dig it because i was thinking about if someone just cooked like you said war just cooks like that means they just get a bunch of ingredients together uh sandy's chopping onions and it's like you know in the karate kid kind of way where it's like i really don't see the fucking point of this and ward is like there is no point we are feeding people and sort yeah. of this constant quest for like, but there has to be more to this if there's magic. And sort of, I think, on his own, he branched off and made a different school of thought where it's like, everything is cooking. Everything is a combination of material components to create a thing, to create mm-hmm. an effect, create a taste. You know, the essence of taste it can be brought broken down into like, essentially, if chemical components of cooking were magic, that's what this person is like, a oh, magic yeah. chemist. I love it. I love the idea of a magical chemist. Oh, this is so they're... What is this? And Fan is in regular D&D. They'd be like an alchemist. Something like that. We got there! We did it! Oh, okay, it took 30 minutes. No big deal. It's fine. That's that the, it's the, the, the journey is in the discovery. It is in the discovery. Okay, so now what do they want to do? Did they hmm. see the future and they want to prevent it? Did they you know, gaze into some magical thing and they have a deep understanding of something, you know, or do they just want to help people? Because you said they throw spaghetti at the wall, interpret it, and, like, they could see the future. Yeah. You know, and that could mean, like, they're combining a shit ton of materials and ingredients into a pot, stirring it and gazing into it, like an old school, like, you know, bubble bubble toil and trouble type thing. I definitely love that. I definitely love that. That there's a cauldron involved? I definitely love that they well, and I think it's a whole kitchen, right? Like of it's course. a whole kitchen of like soothsaying and magical like Okay. So now that you said oh, so now this is like this is that quest giving NPC. Yeah. But what do they want? I I think I have like a oh, I'm so excited. So what comes to my mind is like if you have a character that sees the future. <laughs> fuck because now they do that's canon he said. yeah they see the future they understand like that time it- itself isn't what you think it is well and that and like just from a pop co- like a, from a story trope standpoint mm, i know you're going i love it they have to see a calamity right oh like, they absolutely. have to see like a terrible future that they and and here's the thing aaron yeah let me put let me let me let me crack my knuckles and get like ready for this we already have a post-apocalyptic future. You're goddamn right we do. And and further, and a lot of things are now clicking into place. So let's talk about the post-apocalyptic future. Let's talk about it. The ley lines. The world is powered by five magical ley lines. The spirits of the dead swirl through these ley lines. They are pure chaotic energy. They are the, the energy, the essence of all living things. These ley lines will die. The world goes into darkness. Things go real bad real quick. Yeah. What if, and also just for some added details, side note, you can hear these, uh, you can hear us talk about this in uh, Crystal Grimm, uh, John Pierre, and, oh, what was the other, Pascal Fathoms. And also the Celeste Silverna thing. Also the Celeste Silverna thing. Um, So we've talked about it a fair amount. If somebody knew this was coming... I really, I, you know what, the more I, I'm already, I gotta, I gotta, like, take a moment and just be like, yes, because, like, this owns, and I'm gonna explain why in a minute. Please. What if he spends his entire life, like, building ingredients, and basically, like, if he understands the, the, the material components of all things, he understands the ley lines in a way that maybe no one ever has or ever will. Oh! 
Okay. So, like, what if he spends his days, like, making potions and making things and making notes and filling out, like, forms and, you know, recipes and cookbooks and just whipping up dishes and all of these things to basically, like, store away some tiny chunk of the magic of the ley lines that, like, he knows one day will go away, but this food and these recipes will keep some ember of it alive. Oh, that's so good. It's basically like portable magical energy. He's basically, yeah, he's like basically... Food. <laughs> he's basically, yes, it is exactly... It's a we've invented, bar. We've, we've invented, invented food. food. Congratulations. <laughs> You're welcome, world. <laughs> like... So I love the idea that, yeah, he is basically, like, he sees that this horrible, like, apocalypse is coming. And he's like, well, what I can do is make sure that people have some, like, some warmth and light and energy and magic that will carry them through. So I think he spends the rest of his, like, he is furiously spending his days, like, making potions. Uh. And, like, making these magical brews and magical dishes to basically, like, when the time comes, there is... Food to be passed, like food, food that that does not spoil to be passed around. There is, there is magical. There are magical dishes that will like give you power when uh, the ghost train that is a hell machine tears through your town. Like you have the power to basically banish it back to the ghost dimension. I am upset because you said that initially. You were like, well, they have to, you know, Sandy Scrub Spaghetti Sorcerer has to teach people this. You mm-hmm. know, and in a way, he is, you know, in the way that your Coke can has secret ingredients. I don't think this food does. No, I think it's it's ordinary. It's ordinary food prepared in a in a way that is magical. Yeah. And it's like simply prepared things that like mm-hmm. anyone can do. He just kind of figured out how to do it. Yeah. And I think a lot of it's him writing stuff. And I think part of him writing it down is to be like, look, I'm not you know, you don't need me. I'll be, I'll be dead by the time you read these notes. You can make this dish. I love this so much. This is someone who's basically made like, it's it's like canned preserves of magic. Yes. To, so to help people like survive the dark future of ma- being magicless. Yes. Oh my God, we fucking got there. Sandy Scrub Spaghetti Sorcerer. So like a bowl of spaghetti dope. would be able to like, Oh my God, your mana would be like refilled completely. Like you'd be in, it's basically, oh my God, I love this so much. Now here's why I love, can I tell you why I love this? Because his name is Sandy Scrub Spaghetti Sorcerer. Spaghetti Sorcerer, part one, yes. (laughs) The other thing is I want to deep dive on like the post-apocalypse for a little bit. Yes, please. And really think about, like really talk about like the characters that we've put in the post-apocalypse. Yes, we have Jean-Pierre, who is a dwarven, a, a dwarf who, when the apocalypse came and the dwarves closed their door, like closed their doors, wandered off into the waste with like a magical gun that is forged from the heart of the new machine god, the machine goddess, to basically shoot the ley lines and restart them. I'm about it. We have Pascal Fathoms grows old, dies, and then wakes up on the beach again. They proceed to build a library of knowledge, forgotten, lost knowledge of the times before. We have Crystal Grimm, mech pilot and entrepreneur who is using a mech to, like, battle giant ghost trains and necromechs, haunted spirits of the ley lines. And now we have Sandy Scrubs, born generations before, but building recipes and magical tools and things. Do you know what's cool about this? What's cool about this? None of these characters are interacting. No. Uh, is that we have this, for lack of a better term, Justice League of, of post-apocalypse heroes all working to f- help help heal the world in their own ways, all of whom are working entirely separately, but all of whom's goals are working in tandem towards the same ultimate goal. I love it so much. That's baller. It really is quite cool. I've never really thought about it like that. I'm kind of obsessed that in all, uh, what, okay, so what gets me excited about Sandy Scrub's contribution in this is that they're not even alive at this point, but their legacy, like we talked about um, earlier, like the legacy of a sorcerer is in their magic, you know, and this is past, their legacy has passed forward into the future, like generations. This is like, 
a long time into the future that their contributions to magic have outlived them countless times and are helping like heal the planet and doing what Ward, you know what I mean? Like what Ward was doing during the Lemony crisis and afterward of like giving food, people food that like heals them and gives them comfort. Generations in the future, that same tradition is practiced by the food of Sandy Scrubs in that like it imbues you with magic for a time. Mm-hmm. And so that you can help fight for the future. I am fucking obsessed. I'm into it. I am extremely into it. I love the idea that there are all these people, like, all actively, like, trying to, for lack of a better term, save the world, but they're all just, like, doing it, you know, in their own unique way, all working separately on the same goal. Yeah, like, for different reasons, but overall for, like, the same purpose. Like, yeah. to kind of bring back the glory that is, like, regular fantasy when we talk about it. Mm-hmm. That, like, everything's great, because this is a mess. Yeah. I look. Can we roll on tables? I gotta know more about Sandy Scrubs Spaghetti yeah. Sorcerer. I'm yeah, so yeah. excited. Let me see what I got. Let me see what. Let me see what kind of tables I got. I love the this Macbeth reference of like they are a soothsayer. And I also will say that you can come to Sandy Sandy Scrubs Sandy Scrugs Sandy Scrubs in their office and like just ask general questions and they'll throw spaghetti at the wall and interpret it. <laughs> That's kind of how it's done. It slides down the wall and he's like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Mm, don't take 295 today. No, we don't do that. That's not good. It's not a good idea. Get out. Yeah, leave. leave. The leave end now. of the world is swirling in a pot. He's seeing like Ether and Astra battling in like the cosmic plane. And someone comes in like, should I ask Derek to marry me? And he's like, yes. Like, yeah, <laughs> now leave me. <laughs> he's like, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's you guys. You're, you guys are gonna be real happy together. He's a magic. People treat him like a magic eight ball. Aaron, I don't have. Uh, I don't have like a soothsayer. I'm not seeing, but I do have cook. Let's do it. Let's do cook. This motherfucker cooks. cooks. All right, give me a D8 for personality trait. This is from the Dungeons and Dragons wiki. It is a fan made cook background. All right, D8 go. Six. I like to take my time and savor each moment. Can't cook fast. Fast food's not good food. I mean, we say they cook on a cauldron. That's slow cooking right there. You know, he takes his time. He, he slowly and sensually carves each peach. <laughs> washes them off. Sensually, sensually does it. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of like, you know, he slowly washes it. And he's carving it. And he puts his fingers to his mouth. Ah, it's good. It's good. That's good fruit. I don't like Sandy Scrubs anymore. <laughs> um, but or not, I don't know. No, no, no. I'm just throwing I'm, it. I'm, I'm about it. You're throwing spaghetti, baby. You're doing it's a just, Sandy Scrubs I love, would do. I just love that, like, it's not, I, I, I like that he takes, like, an inordinate amount of time and, like, just really gets into it in a way that's maybe a little off-putting. <laughs> Can you read it one more time to me? I like to take my time and savor each moment. Hmm. This is also someone who... Knows how much time he probably knows exactly what day he's going to die at what minute, mm-hmm. and so he's like, you know, I'm going to make the best of my. So someone who enjoys their life now. You, you know, ever they- see Big Fish? Uh, I know Tim the- Burton movie. No, I have This is a musical too. I've never listened to it, seen it. Danny DeVito's bare ass. Wait, wait. Can I tell you a fun fact about Big Fish? Yeah. <laughs> when. <laughs> When we were at Pax Unplugged at that bar, you asked me when we were first practicing the game of Do You Know This Movie? <laughs> Big Fish was one of the movies. All right. And I couldn't recite to you the plot at all. <laughs> all right. So Big Fish involves part of the, the plot of Big Fish. Ewan McGregor's dad is a constant. No, no, Ewan McGregor is the dad. It, it keeps flashing back to stories of this young man who's played by Ewan McGregor. And the, the story starts, he meets a witch who shows him how how he's going to die in detail. And for the rest of the movie, spoilers for a a 15-year-old Tim Burton movie (laughs) that no one's going to go watch. Fuck you if you have a problem. He spends the rest of the movie, like, in life-and-death situations going like, oh, yeah, this isn't how I die. And then he's fine. Oh, just, so, okay. Oh, yeah, this isn't, oh, this isn't, this isn't, like, what I saw. Like, I'm fine. So I think I kind of see it as that maybe not quite as like dare as like adventurous, but definitely in the sense of like, 
oh yeah, I know. Like I know, I know how much time I have. Can it also be a little adventurous? Like oh if, sure. So okay, so can I give you an image real quick? Yeah. He's gazing into this pot of stew, right? That's supposed to show him the infinite abyss of the cosmic plane. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at Astra, like, punching something. You know what I mean? Like, trying to break through yeah. to the material plane. But the picture is, like, a little incomplete. It's, like, a little staticky. And he knows, like, hmm, if I had honey from the honeybee forest, you know, maybe I could do it. And he knows he can just go anywhere and not die because he knows the day he's going to die. So, like, he goes mm-hmm. into horribly impossible adventure situations, kind of just walks through it. Oh, yeah. Because he knows. Yeah, it takes, takes his, his time. And savors each moment. Yeah, because fuck it. I'm not going to die in the honeybee forest. <laughs> the other thing that I see is, um, here we go. This is this is the other great, 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 important all my fantasy children tradition. Do you remember the episode of The Simpsons where Homer becomes a boxer? Yes. Do you remember the end credits of that episode? A fucking fan man? <laughs> yes. Like Mo on the fan? I kind of see a little bit of his life as, like, the fan man. Oh, absolutely. Where it's literally he's just real casually, like, wandering into burning buildings and, like, carrying out children and cats. Like, oh, yeah, this wasn't it. Like, this isn't how I die. I'm fine. I just carry them out and it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I really like this. Because if they are a, descent, if they're a disciple of Ward 2, they want to help people. Yeah. But I think they just do it nonchalantly because they know they won't die. Yep, it's like, oh no, no, I, I'm gonna be fine. I know the, I know the day, the time, the minute. It's fine. I'm gonna go walk in. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I know that this Minotaur's weakness is a tickle on its left rib cage. So I'm just gonna tickle. All right, cool. Thank you for the golden fleece. I'm gonna give this to the princess who needs it to get out of prison. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that so much. Sandy Scrubs is chill. Yeah, take your time. Take your time. Ain't, ain't no, ain't no big ball fire. <laughs> One time somebody said that to me, uh, I was walking to a job that I hated. Yeah. And I was walking to the office and from the bus stop and a, a, a groundskeeper was mowing the lawn in a riding mower. I forget if he was mowing the lawn or he was just driving like a golf cart. I like the second one more. <laughs> Either way, like he's just driving along kind of like on the sidewalk. And I like walk into the grass to basically like so he doesn't have to go around me. You guys like us, you ain't gotta walk in the grass, there ain't no big ball fire. And I'm like, I don't know what that phrase means, but it's very important to me. Jeff, that was Sandy Scrubs, and he was telling you, like, you don't have to be afraid, like, you won't die this day if you walk in the grass. <laughs> Thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Sandy Scrubs. <laughs> Can I tell you what, Sandy, if you come and ask him, like, if you get any advice right now? Like, if yep. you get any advice from Sandy Scrubs, what they say to you? What's that? To see the future. To gaze into the abyss of beyond you, me, everything. Are you ready? Like spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sorry, I had to. All right, give me a D6 for, uh, give me a D6 for an ideal. All right, just a reminder, I have animal D6 with animals printed all over it, so that's why I'm going to say this. Yes. One horse. Uh, one horse is creativity. I don't even follow my own recipes. I just follow gut instinct. Mm. it's sort of like a natural like uh, the ward school of cooking is to follow your heart and follow your gut yeah. what does the recipe call for like i don't know what does the moment call for it's partially you just you know it's knowing the ingredients and knowing how they're going to get together yeah it's you're not looking for you're you're not looking for the outcome you're taking it moment by moment which is sort of like follows the sandy scrubs theme of like taking it a moment at a time and taking your time like all right if i add the magical honey magical honey to this magical wafer okay so lightning's crackling out of it so now i'm going to take the lightning like you know what i mean it's a it's a process it's not following a recipe step by step it's right. it's following the moment step by step yeah. step by step it's 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 going where the where the recipe takes you it's going where it's going with the ingredients that you've got and with the with the recipe, with the, with the recipe that you know that you know is the, like right for this this moment. I love it. Give me a D six for a bond. Boom. Six eagle. I always keep a bottle of my favorite spice or herb on hand. You know what it is? What's that? It's both. Motherfucker cannot stop drinking. Rope alive. Rope alive. Block the bullshit. <laughs> Block the shield aid is blocked bullshit. That's right. <laughs> but I think, isn't Rope Alive the cardamom or is that shield? No, that's shield aid. You're right. Shield aid. That's blocked shield the bullshit. Shield aid is uh, sparkling red wine and car- cardamom and seltzer water. 
Yeah, but by the way, the All My Fantasy drink officially is Shield Aid, where it's a glass of red wine sprinkled with a little bit of seltzer water and then a ton of fresh <laughs> cardamom scraped on the top. Delicious. Uh, mm. <laughs> I have a glass. I have a glass with every recording. <laughs> it's what fuels our magical power. I've really asked that you not drink those on mic anymore. And yet we're here. I'm sorry, I, it's, I don't know. I just can't Good. stop. I'm just trying to block the bullshit, Jeff. <laughs> Give me a D6 for a flaw. Five, Ant. I have little to no tolerance for frivolity. Hmm. I kind of got something for this. When it comes to their work, I, I here's what I'm picturing. You walk in, they're staring into a cauldron. He's like watching the abyss and watching the end of days and figuring out how to account for that. Yeah. You walk in and you want to ask if you're going to marry Derek. <laughs> An important question. If you, Should I marry Derek? I think that you walk in, and here's what I'm... Here's... I'm going to explain it, and then I'm going to kind of explain the rationale behind it. All right. I think you walk in. He's stirring the pot, and he doesn't even look up. You've come to ask if you should marry Derek. I knew you would come on this day. I see everything, because everything is ingredients. Everything is recipes. It's all simply knowing what's going to happen when the food gets exposed to the flame. <laughs> he throws red, throws spaghetti at the wall. Stares at it for a moment. You're going to be very happy together. Now get out. Now here's what. Here's the secret. Okay. All flexing. <laughs> just to flex. <laughs> it's all a show. He's just trying to look fucking cool. <laughs> he just. He, he's like. Oh, he's going to come in and ask if he should marry Derek. Oh, this is going to be good. I knew you would come. Welcome. Like, he, he he is that... Do you remember when The Matrix was real fucking popular and everyone wanted to be Morpheus? Yep. He is that. So imagine this, like... Imagine whatever you think of Sandy Scrubs Spaghetti Sorcerer sitting in, like, an armchair, chugging some, like, crushing some shield aid, you know, watching TV, and he's like, oh, shit, I forgot. <clears throat> Aaron's showing up at fucking 4.30 p.m. sharp. Throws on the robe over his, like, T-shirt that has, like, the fucking Millennium Falcon on it. He's wearing soccer shorts and slippers. And so you walk in, and I'm like, hey, should I marry Derek? I knew you would come. <laughs> it's all just the worst act. Oh, yeah. And it's entirely just, I'm going to look so cool. I'm going to be like, I'm going to say, I knew you would come. And Eric is going to go, oh, what? And then I'm going to say, I'm going to ask his question for him. And he's going to go, what? And they'll throw some spaghetti at the wall, and it's just gonna like totally blow his mind. Can I give you a funny image? Yes. The first time that they gazed into the abyss and they saw like this big cauldron of like cheese and it's like a chili pot, and they saw the end of the world, their first genuine response was like, well, fuck. <laughs> like, it wasn't cool. Oh my, it wasn't oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What are we gonna do? What? Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh my, okay, oh fuck. And then uh, someone's like, uh, I heard you've seen the end. I have witnessed things you would not, they become Dr. fucking strange. <laughs> I have witnessed the truce, the true turning of the universe. The turning of the page in the great book called reality. Oh, they're gone. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. They are, I, that <laughs> wedding with Derek is going to be so cute. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so cute. Oh, it's going to get out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Get out. Oh, it's going to be a cute wedding. Oh, my God. Wait, oh. Are you ready for spaghetti? And then I said, are you ready for spaghetti? <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe they just let me say I'm ready like spaghetti. People just will let me say that. Oh, my God. This <laughs> cooking shit is rocking. I love it. I am blocking the bullshit. I am blocking the bullshit. <laughs> I mean, once again, it fits into this scenario of he's living his best life because he knows when he's going to go. Mm -hmm. Is that a wrap? I think that's a wrap. Oh, let's go. Uh, Thank you so much to Richard Kreutz Landry for your prompt. Yes. Thank you. Richard is one of the designers of Descent into Midnight, oh. a Powered by the Apocalypse game of undersea creatures battling against corruption on an alien, no, deep under the sea, farther than any human has ever been. 
It is a cool game. I played it at PAX, and I'm, I, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, you have to look into this because uh, oh, also it, this was inspired by a tweet from friend of the show Leviathan Files, Taylor Labrush, who is also a part of the Send in a Midnight oh, Squad. Yeah, right. Damn. Check out that game. When it, check, follow them on Twitter at DIMRPG. Yeah. If you'd like to submit a prompt of your own to our show, there are a gajillion ways to do it. There sure are. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. You can post them to our Discord at bit.ly slash amfcdiscord. Or you can send them to us at allmyfantasychildren.com. Yeah, while you're there, be sure to check out our Bandcamp, jump into our Discord for chit-chats, and check out our Wikipedia, which is managed by the amazing Katie Kolop. Yes, indeed. Uh, if you enjoy the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review. iTunes reviews are hugely helpful in boosting our signal and getting us out to new audiences. And if we get to, did I say 30? What was the number that I said last time? Oh, you can't ask me to remember, but it's good. Uh, hold <laughs> on a second while I pull it up. Oh, I forgot it's in a form. I was like, yo, Jeff, what are we going to do? <laughs> if we get to 25 iTunes reviews, which I believe is only five or six away, oh. uh, we will we will write and record a special audio drama. Boom. And then if we get to 30, we'll do an actual play. Don't you want that? All you got to do is type the things that you're feeling. Yeah, just tell us how much you like the show on iTunes, and it would make a mean a lot to us, and we'll make some cool content in exchange. Jeff, I have... Well, Jeff, first of all, has a second podcast. I sure do. Party of One is an actual play focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and have a really good time. Episodes drop Tuesdays at partyofonepodcast.com. Aaron, speaking of podcasts, I believe we have a big announcement to make, right? We do. All My Fantasy Children is officially, now and forevermore, part of the One Shot Podcast Network. A tremendous collection of podcasts focused on role-playing games, and focused on elevating the role-playing game hobby and making it a better space for everyone involved. Let's go! Sorry, I was excited. You can check out more of their work at OneShotPodcast.com and enjoy great podcasts like Modifier, in which Megan Dornbrock interviews people about the games they play and the way that they hack and change those games to tell new stories and explore new spaces in tabletop. Mm, that's a good show. You should listen to episode 69 when it drops. Nice. You should. Nice. <laughs> um, verbal hug this week. Great stuff happens if you work at it. If you if you are persistent and you you ask for the things that you want and you you put in the hustle and you are kind and supportive of people, amazing, wonderful things can happen. It's just great. I don't know. Just yeah. I'll just say I think it's great. It feels good. Feels good. Feels real good. Yeah. Um, is that it? I think that's a wrap. So until next time, my friends, good night and good game. game.